constitution had been fatally injured by the West Indian climate, and just as we had engaged a competent person to look after my neglected education, my constant attendance was needed at my mother's bedside. We loved each other dearly, and we wanted no strange nurses to come between us. My aunt, my mother's sister, relieved me of my cares in the intervals when I wanted rest. For seven sad months our dear sufferer lingered. I have only one remembrance to comfort me. My mother's last kiss was mine. She died peacefully with her head on my bosom. I was nearly nineteen years old before I had sufficiently rallied my courage to be able to think seriously of myself and my prospects. At that age, one does not willingly submit oneself, for the first time, to the authority of a governess. Having my aunt for a companion and protectress, I proposed to engage my own masters, and to superintend my own education. My plans failed to meet with the approval of the head of the family. He declared, most unjustly, as the event proved, that my aunt was not a fit person to take care of me. She had passed all the later years of her life in retirement. A good creature, he admitted, in her own way, but she had no knowledge of the world and no firmness of character. The right person to act as my chaperone and to superintend my education was the high-minded and accomplished woman who had taught his own daughters. I declined with all needful gratitude and respect to take his advice. The bare idea of living with a stranger so soon after my mother's death revolted me. Besides, I liked my aunt, and my aunt liked me. Being made acquainted with my decision, the head of the family cast me off exactly as he had cast off my mother before me. So I lived in retirement with my good aunt and studied industriously to improve my mind until my twenty-first birthday came. I was now an heiress, privileged to think and act for myself. My aunt kissed me tenderly. We talked of my poor mother, and we cried in each other's arms on the memorable day that made a wealthy woman of me. In a little more time, other troubles and vain regrets for the dead were to try me, and other tears were to fill my eyes than the tears which I had given to the memory of my mother. I may now return to my visit in June 1817 to the Healing Springs at Maplesworth. The now famous inland watering place was only between nine and ten miles from my new home called Nettlegrove Hall. I had been feeling weak and out of spirits for some months, and our medical advisor recommended change of scene and a trial of the waters at Maplesworth. My aunt and I established ourselves in comfortable apartments with a letter of introduction to the chief doctor in the place. This otherwise harmless and worthy man proved, strangely enough, to be the innocent cause of the trials and troubles which beset me at the outset of my new life. The day after we had presented our letter of introduction, we met the doctor on the public walk. He was accompanied by two strangers, both young men and both, so far as my ignorant opinion went, persons of some distinction, judging by their dress and manners. The doctor said a few kind words to us and rejoined his two companions. Both the gentlemen looked at me, 
and both took off their hats as my aunt and I proceeded on our walk. I own I thought occasionally of the well-bred strangers during the rest of the day, especially of the shortest of the two, who was also the handsomest of the two, to my thinking. If this confession seems rather a bold one, remember, if you please, that I had never been taught to conceal my feelings at Santa Domingo, and that the events which followed our arrival in England had kept me completely secluded from the society of other young ladies of my age. The next day, while I was drinking my glass of healing water, extremely nasty water, by the way, the doctor joined us. While he was asking me about my health, the two strangers made their appearance again and took off their hats again. They both looked expectantly at the doctor, and the doctor, in performance of a promise which he had already made, as I privately suspected, formally introduced them to my aunt.